We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, happy to have you back on the show. Don Bailey Jr. joined us in the last segment. And uh, with us now from the Packer and Durham Morning Radio Show, voice of the Atlanta Falcons and the ACC Network, is West Durham. Did, did I miss any other titles? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a TV show more than a radio show. Let's put oh that. yeah, that's right. It's TV show now. I forgot about that. Sort of. How you doing? Oh uh, well. Um, let's see. We lost by thirty last night at Cameron last night. Indoor Stadium. I got my driveway at four a.m., but I'm doing great. Yeah, tough night at the office. <laughs> you have those, you know that. As they say. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, uh, absolutely. Duke is Duke is. I know we're going to talk about football and football scheduling, but Duke is very mm-hmm. very good. Uh, Coach L uh, talked with him earlier, and he and uh, Dick Vitale were talking about Matthew Hurt, and Vitale thinks Hurt could be uh, Larry Bird esque. Uh, the night I saw him against Boston College, he had twenty one in the first half. Yeah. Um. I think he's really, really good. I'll be interested to see how good he might be as a sophomore um, because I don't think he's defensively – Well, it, you know, who knows? This never stopped anybody from going right. Um, I think he's probably got a few things defensively he wants to work on. I'm sure they want him to get bigger uh, just from a size perspective. And But he's, he is a talented kid. I, I think, the most, I think the, the most athletic kid they've got is obviously Stanley, Joe. But oh. – I think the the kid who's got the biggest upside to me, and this is just me, is Vernon Carey. And, you know, that'll come as no surprise to you or anybody that knows it, just watching the young kid grow up. he's He's got a tremendous upside, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think um, he stays there, though. He's coming out. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's all sorts of different, you know, dynamics in play for a kid like that. But I, I think he's got a tremendous, tremendous upside. I think he's, I think he's pretty solid, I for think- sure. I think uh, you know the pause, the hope for Miami uh, as they dig their way out of uh, some uh, injury situations this year and and, yep. and misfortune of of you know what's going on in college basketball, uh, which put them behind the eight ball in the recruiting world and and I don't pe- think that people really ever understand that when you uh, have a cloud over your program the lag or the drag mm-hmm. effect it has. It doesn't happen immediately. It's the year after and the year after that, and that's kind of where Miami is now. And then uh, some of the reinforcements are, are coming in, will be in play. I think with Coach L's leadership, that will return them to a more challenging spot inside the ACC. I think so. I think you're, I think Miami and you know Carolina doesn't have – and I think that there's some runoff of the, you know, what was coming down on the Carolina situation. Maybe that's some of it. I think the other part of it is, is that, you know, if you go through it enough, you're going to get caught short one year, and Carolina got caught short, and then the Anthony injury compounded that in the group that you're going to see Saturday. And I think, you know, they, they don't have a wing score. They don't have a Luke May. They don't have a Cameron Johnson. They don't have a, 
you know, Reggie Bullock, you, t- you take your pick. Carolina does not have a six 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 five guy that can go get it, you know, from a scoring perspective. It's either Garrison Brooks or Cole Anthony when he's healthy or, you know, somebody of that nature. And Carolina just struggles mightily to score the basketball. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they play tonight at Virginia Tech because, as you all know, the Hokies, they knock down four or five threes and they're off and running now. I mean, the way Mike Young coaches them up, that is a dangerous basketball team night in and night out in the ACC, but there are a handful of them like that. I mean, I saw Clemson with no ACC wins beat NC State, and all of a sudden they took off, and it's going to be interesting to see kind of, you know, from this group of teams from 4 to 15, who kind of grabs it and, and stays with it as we move through the longest conference schedule we've ever had, for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, 20 games going to be a grind. That's. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I find it very interesting. It's going to be very challenging. I'm not sure the coaches like it a whole lot, but um, it's going it, to. It's. Uh, I don't know what the what the uh, end result will be in terms of if it will help get more teams in the tournament or knock them out. I, I don't know. I saw someone the other day say. Uh, they thought the conference would only get four teams in. I can't quite believe that, but I do know this. Uh, it is a slugfest to get through. It was a slugfest to get through 16, and now they're going to try to get through mm-hmm. 20. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I, I think there's going to be an interesting uh, – we were talking about it this morning on the show. There's about you know 10 weeks left, essentially, right, um, when you look at it all the way through. And it's uh, it's going to be really really interesting to see kind of how in the next in the next two months let's say or the next nine months nine weeks um, maybe a little less than that seven weeks when you start compounding week after week after week between now and Greensboro there is one team that plays a game against a non conference opponent and everything else is conference ball one game and that's Morehouse against Georgia Tech to fill a gap in the Jackets' schedule that they lost. Everything else is a conference game, Joe. And I mean, the way this thing is right now, with the exception of two or three teams, Louisville, Florida State, Duke, it is a man's man game. It is third and short every possession, seemingly. Um, I was doing some notes today. Road teams still had the advantage in conference games, and we are uh, about 35% of the games played have been five points or less or overtime. So there you go. Yeah, well, that's where we are. the The road thing is is remarkable uh, because it's so damn mm-hmm. hard to win the road. About Coach L, up until you know this situation set in, he was uh, one of the top four inside the ACC in winning on the road. Right, and I'm not surprised. Jim's a tremendous coach, and it's one of those things now where you know Luke Hancock and I were having this discussion a couple weeks ago. He is. He's done as much with what he has from an inventory perspective the last couple of years as anybody coaching college basketball. There's yeah. no question about that. Well, I think they'll return to, uh, uh, you know, two years ago, they were number three in the conference. I think people kind of forget about that. but uh, Yeah, no question. You know, I think mm-hmm. uh, we'll see him climb back up. It's just going to require a little more patience to dig out of this situation, unfortunate situation. Meanwhile, uh, mm-hmm. in football, it's uh, not even February, but the schedule is out. Uh, the football schedules yep. outs are all, you know, jumping all over that, uh, trying to guess records. Uh, what jumped out to you for the football schedule? <laughs> well, I think the, the first thing is the ACC has anywhere from, depending on the way you want to craft the list, I think the conference has anywhere from 
eight to 11 games that uh, if they're successful in half or more, I think they can really restore themselves nationally from what was a tough year last year. Um, and Miami plays a role in that. I, I mean, your ball game at Michigan State late September, I think September 26th is going to be one of the really interesting days of ACC football that we have during the year. But I think certainly Miami at Michigan State is one of those games. Uh, and I do believe that's part of this, Joe. I think that as good as the league is, you can have a dominant team, but you need to have some other contenders, if you will, in the mix. And uh, certainly with the, the changes that uh, the Coach Diaz made following the end of the season, and Rhett Lashley, who I've got a lot of respect for as, a, as an offensive guy. And then, you know, to get De'Eric King was just, uh, you know, uh, tremendous from a perspective of a guy who is a playmaker to go with the guys who you're going to return that are playmakers. Um, you know, and then, and then what Rhett does offensively, um, you know, it's hand and glove kind of fit when I look at it if the offensive line continues to gel. So I'm excited to see what happens, particularly with Miami. The schedule, I think, is interesting for them because, you know, for Temple, Wagner, UAB, and then Michigan State, and then you play eight straight league games, of which five of the last six are against the Coastal, and three of those are on the road. So I think you got to make hay early. Um and then, uh, and then knuckle down for the uh, for the final half month and a half of the season. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about their schedule is Florida State and Virginia Tech back to back. Yeah, I think you know the interesting thing, and you know, it's a wonder these schedules get together and, and they're as symmetrical and as balanced as they are, given the number of schools in play. I think what people forget is is that the fourteen week schedule last year, where you played twelve games. And, of course, Miami played a longer schedule because you opened with Florida. But I think the 14-week schedule and the 13-week schedule, there's a hell of a lot of difference. I mean, you get the – for the most part, these teams have buys, and uh, I think they all come in week six, six, seven, or eight with only a couple of exceptions in the ACC. So, you know, 13 weeks is a little bit trickier puzzle to put together, and um, you can only do so much with the room you've got. And I think that that makes it tougher for – for schools like Miami, when you know you're going to play Florida State as a crossover, you end up with you know Virginia Tech behind it, and then you know you got to you got scenarios playing out um, where you have Virginia in front and Carolina two weeks before that. And yeah. the other thing too is the way the league's going, Joe. They're they're not going to be any layups anymore. I mean, everybody's going to seemingly have some punch about them. Well, and uh, and that's going to make interesting too. I noticed it uh, looks like uh, the league has gone away. From Thursday night football, they start the season with Thursday night, a doubleheader on Thursday mm-hmm. night, uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech, North Carolina State and Louisville, and there's another Thursday or two in there, but it looks like they've made yeah. the shift to Friday nights, which probably isn't going to be uh, make everybody happy either, but if, if you ask me, I'd play them all on Saturday, but uh, they, they have moved away from Thursday because the NFL, I guess, has claimed Thursday night now. Well, I think you've got to make a decision if you're if you're involved in these television contracts. And let's be honest, we all know what you know. The, the reason the money's gone to where the money's gone is part and parcel because of television, right? Um, and Thursday and Friday, you know, 25 years ago when I started at Georgia Tech, Thursday night was the hottest night in college football. It was a national stage, yeah. and Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech were two schools in particular that were extremely active and aggressive about playing on Thursday nights, and it was a thing that. I think really allowed those programs to surface, and it helped the ACC. I think in the early ninety or late nineties and early two thousands to play Thursday nights. But you know, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, Joe, from my perspective and doing the NFL, Rich McKay told me that the NFL saw the advantage 
that the college game got from Thursday night football. I mean, the Thursday night NFL is not by mistake at all. That is, uh, that's a that's a an organization and a league that saw the success the college game had on Thursday night, and they took it. And Friday night football is intriguing. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not for everybody. Um, but I think in some cases you got to do it once to find out, and you got to do it with a, an opponent where you know you may get a bigger crowd on a Saturday, you may or may not get a bigger crowd on Saturday. I, I think you've got to find out where your fan base is and check your fans' temperature on Friday nights. And I think it's smart that you get away from Thursday. I don't think you can do a cold turkey. I think you've got to slowly kind of wean yourself off of it. Uh, there are some advantages to doing it early to start the season. Um, but I also believe, too, that – you know, long term, that you're going to get you know more quality games played on Saturday, and there may be an exception here or there as you move through the calendar. Here's a little history for you: in the old old days, the University of Miami mm-hmm. played on Friday nights, and the, one of the reasons why they played on Friday nights is because on the scoreboard on Saturday they put them back, put them up as Miami as Flor- Miami Florida, right? <laughs> Rather, you know, there was Miami yeah. of Ohio and Miami of Florida, right? And the University of Miami wanted to be recognized as University of Miami, and also so they would play on Friday. They played Friday nights, and uh, that wow. was one of the one of the small reasons they played on Friday nights. Also, Friday night back in the '60s and early '70s, I guess was a it was a, a big night here. Um, but they wanted their name to be recognized as University of Miami, and then Thursday nights. Uh, Thursday night was our big kickoff here when we used to do the Jimmy Johnson show on Thursday night. It worked out perfect, Wes, because he would do our show in a restaurant and then go back to the campus, and he had his kind of his secret Thursday night meeting with his players. And really it was just to keep them all together so he knew where they were uh, the night before we traveled. I like it. And then he had like a little powwow with his team and talked about life and all of those things. But he would always come did do the show. Did you and Sonny go get dinner when that happened? When Jimmy went to the meeting, did you and Sonny go get dinner? We didn't have to. The, the show was at Tony Roma's. They brought, we're right there. <laughs> the original Tony Roma. Right. Jimmy would have, Jimmy would have a, a Heineken, but he would put it in a, in a, in a, in a, in a cup, a glass. So nobody can, could tell you he was drinking beer and he always had his Heineken with, with, with ice cubes. Oh. You can tell That's the story awesome. now. The statute of limitations is out. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I hope. And we're older and more distinguished, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, before we let yeah. you go, I did notice Clemson plays Notre Dame at the, near the end yep. of the season. That'd be a hell of a could be a great finish at the beginning of the year. Virginia plays Georgia, and Carolina's got Auburn. Yep. It's uh, in fact you'll see that. Uh, NC, uh, Florida State plays West Virginia, Virginia plays Georgia, and Carolina plays Auburn, and it's all in the same building over two weeks. Wow. How's that? Yeah, that's right. They all play at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta where they've crafted a triple header this year, and then later in the year, Georgia Tech plays Notre Dame in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Wow, so the Irish get Georgia so Tech Atlanta, and Atlanta's going to be a busy spot yeah. for the ACC, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Florida State, by the way, they got to go out and play Boise. Uh, they lost at yep. home. Now they got to uh, now they got to go out there and play, and that's not going to be an easy trip. Nope, that'll be uh, that'll be really interesting to see how that plays. And then when you look at the way some of these schools structured their schedule, you're going to have to get that done early. You're going to have to create your own momentum, and I think Mike Norvell falls into that category. And I would say too that you know a school like NC State now, you look at you look at opening with Louisville and then coming back to playing Mississippi State in week two. I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go find it there too, you know. 
Uh, Clemson, you know, they go jump right into conference play, open up with Georgia Tech, and then they play Louisville in week two. Yep. Those are those are two big games, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Virginia, I'd rather so. Clemson, uh, uh, Louisville had themselves a nice season last year. I really like that coach. Now, uh, they mm-hmm. lose a few players, but they've got a nice running scheme, and the running back and the wide receiver and the quarterback all came back. Yeah. Plus, they've, you know, Satterfield does a good job. He's a he's a tremendous coach. You know that you played up there when uh, when he was at Alpha yeah. a few years ago, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's going to be interesting. This league is better. I, I think it takes a beating a little bit because people don't want to give it its due. And Mark pointed this out this morning when we did the reveal on the show, Joe. I think that's why, in all honesty, the league has to win some of these non conference games in the first four weeks. I mean, they're. You know, you, we've already talked about most of them, but I'd throw in Virginia Tech, Penn State. I mean, that's a game you got to win if you're the league. Um, you talked about FSU, Boise, Miami, and Michigan State. I would certainly put on that list. I think there's seven of them in the first four weeks that if the ACC found a way to go five and two, it'd be really, really good and maybe give this league a little uh, a little credibility in the streets as we unfold the fall. Now, I didn't see the Virginia Tech, Penn State, but that would be a hell of a game. Uh, yep, uh, in Blacksburg, by the yeah. way. Oh, boy. You don't oh think they won't be waiting on James Franklin, do you? Oh, yeah. Notre Dame plays Wake Forest also. In, that game's in Charlotte. Uh, that's week four. Yep. So, all right. Well, we're gonna, uh, we are gonna have a long time to talk about all of that. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you got to get up in probably about two or three hours. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, anytime you call and I can do it, I'll be there. What's your next basketball game? I am at uh, Syracuse on Saturday for a little Big East renewal, the Pitt Panthers and the Orange visit. And uh, I know you are, you're headed to Chapel Hill, right? Yeah, we had Chapel Hill on Saturday. And, and then uh, I want to thank the ACC for taking us out of town on Super Bowl Sunday to play at Pittsburgh. <laughs> Won't be any trouble flying, will there? <laughs> well, it might, be, it might get back in time for kickoff. But, you know, Super Bowl's in our That's town, and they sent us on the road. Oh, well. Well, you know, hey, better than having to broadcast that thing. Uh, yeah, good luck to those guys. Let you're in, in the NFL. Give uh, Papa a call in San Fran. Is he still in San Fran? And uh, uh, Yes, yeah, Greg Papa still does the uh, 49ers in his second year, and I've already texted Mitch Holtis and yeah. told him to bring a high-powered telescope. Yeah, tell him to bring his telescope with him, and good luck. Hope, hope that the game-winning touchdown isn't in the East Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Take care, my man. All, All right, Wes. Fun. Thank you. See you, Joe. All right, Wes you Durham bet. of uh, Packer and Durham and uh, ACC Network as well. When we come back, we'll talk uh, University of Miami women's basketball with Octavia Blue. That's coming up next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 